Browns. Big comeback last week against the Baltimore Ravens, beating one division rival. Now they'll have to turn to their rookie from UCLA, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, to beat another division rival coming up on Sunday in the Pittsburgh Steelers with the news that Deshaun Watson done for the season. Odyssey Sports NFL insider Brian Baldinger will join us in just a moment to break it down. Will Brinson, though, coming up in 20 minutes. ESPN college football analyst Rod Gilmore will join us to start next hour. Eric Eager still to come. Matt Moore still to come. All our bets for tonight. Final hour, power hour of the show. But joining us right now, the aforementioned Odyssey Sports NFL insider, our good friend, Brian Baldinger, who's on Twitter at BaldyNFL. And he's the host of the Odyssey Original Podcast, The Best Football Show. It's like the best name, I think, like for like a show ever. The best football show. Uh, I, I look at it as basically being like the audio equivalent of Baldi's breakdowns, which are wildly popular on social media, and they're all on his Twitter account at Baldi NFL. Daily breakdowns of the most important storylines across the league, and also one of the nicest guys out there to boots. So we love welcoming our friend Brian Baldinger to the program. We'll be calling the Bucks and the Niners. We'll get to that game as we move along coming up this weekend. Baldy, thanks for joining us. It's Nick and Ken. Happy Week Eleven in the NFL to you and yours. Absolutely, absolutely. Nick, good to be with you again, man. Uh, always a pleasure, man. Thanks. Baldy, why don't, why don't we start? And we have like so many games we want to hit on with you. Some some pretty good games this week. But the, the story of the day is obviously the Browns announcing Deshaun Watson's going to be out for the rest of the season. And that Dorian Thompson-Robinson and not P.J. Walker, DTR, will start on Sunday against the Pittsburgh Steelers. The betting market for that game on Sunday, Baldy, so DTR against Kenny Pickett in Cleveland is essentially pick the winner of the game. With a, Obviously, DTR didn't have, didn't have a great first start against the Baltimore Ravens, but the Steelers have been outgained in every game that they played, so it's kind of like what's what's going to give here. If you had to pick the winner of the game right now, DTR at home against the Steelers, who would you pick? Uh, I like the Steelers. I like the Steelers because I like the way they're running the ball now. I like Broder Jones at right tackle. I think they're finding their identity, both Jalen Warren, who looks like and has looked like he should be the starter. But regardless, uh, running Najee Harris and Jalen Warren together, uh, I like what that does to Kenny Pickett and to this offense and to the team. And so I like the Steelers in this game. Uh, Steelers' defense is going to give DTR all he can handle, just like in his first start uh, against the Ravens this year. I think it's going to be a little fast and a little too much for him. Baldy, if you could just give us just like 30 seconds here, uh, the question that I'm about to ask, just because we want to make sure we hit as many games as possible for this weekend, just like projecting the Browns out for the rest of the year. They're 6-3 and three right now, and if the season ended right now, they would be in, in the AFC playoffs. Betting markets, Baldy, still have the Browns as a favorite to make the postseason, even with Deshaun Watson done for the year. It's not a terribly difficult schedule in the interest of time. I won't read every team off, but like, I tell you, like, hey, Watson's done for the year. We think it's going to be DTR starting every game if things go well, but maybe we see P.J. Walker again. Like, do you look at the Browns and say, this is a team that is now like DOA for the playoffs without Deshaun Watson? How do you kind of project them moving forward in about 30 seconds so we can hit the other games this weekend? I don't. I mean, I just think they're well. I saw Kevin Stefanski in the gym on Sunday morning before the Ravens game. I just looked at him and just said, you know, Kev, it's a week-to-week league. Regardless, I mean, Deshaun Watson was great in the second half. He limped through the game. He made a bunch of plays. But P.J. Walker has helped them win games, should have beaten Seattle two weeks ago. Uh, you know, however they do it, I'm sure they're going to give the young kid, DTR, a chance. But if he really struggles, they'll, they'll go to P.J. They, they've won games with P.J. Walker. But this team, the offensive line is so well coached by Callahan. The defense is so well coached by Jim Schwartz. I think they have enough pieces to still make the postseason. 
I think it makes a lot of sense. Baldy, why don't, why don't we go backwards from, I don't mean, we kind of asked about Sunday's game first because Deshaun Watson was the story of the day. AFC North heavily involved in Thursday night football also. And it's, it's nice to like get to Thursday night and be like, what's, oh, it's, this is a game I'm like really excited to watch. This isn't, you know, Bears, Panthers, or a few of the other games that we've had. How many times have the Jets and the Giants been in prime time? It's, it's the Bengals visiting the Ravens, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, about a four point home favorite in this game. Ton of injuries on both sides. Ravens going to be short. Like Ronnie Stanley's not going to play for them. We'll get other injury updates throughout the week on them. For the Bengals, Trey Hendrickson might be out a couple weeks, might be out longer. T. Higgins. So just a lot of injuries on both sides as you get in the middle of the season. But Baldy, the Ravens, a four point home favorite, obviously off that loss to Cleveland last week. Uh, what do you make of this game? Well, I think the Ravens uh, got away from what they should have done last week. And instead of throwing it with the lead, they should have been running it. And maybe they wouldn't have had a pick six by Greg Newsom. Um, I, I think uh, Cincinnati really struggles against the run defensively. Uh, they have all year, and I think that's what the Ravens are going to do. And it'll be a combination of Lamar, Gus Edwards, Keaton Mitchell. Um, I, I think they're going to throw a gauntlet of runners at them. And I think, I, I think that's kind of what Baltimore does best right now, and especially if Lamar's involved. And I think that's going to be a strong point. And then I think defensively, the Ravens are – it's hard to find weaknesses in their defense right now. I know they gave up a bunch of points uh, in the second half to Cincinnati, but I, I think the defense is still really, really good and well coached. And so I like the Ravens to cover the game, to be honest with you. You better, you better here with Nick and Ken on a Wednesday getting NFL thoughts for the weekend with our friend, Odyssey Sports NFL insider Brian Baldinger. He's on Twitter at BaldyNFL. Baldy, I'm not sure if you saw this news just because it came down like very recently. I'll say just in case you didn't. Uh, Panthers head coach Frank Reich announced to the media that he is taking the play calling duties back from offensive coordinator Thomas Brown, uh, which to me means like he probably feels like his ass is on the line if this keeps going poorly and he wants to go down calling the plays. That's my opinion. And if you disagree, please feel free to say so. Uh, they host the Cowboys on Sunday. Oh, but good luck to Bryce Young with Dallas coming off the annihilation of the Giants. Dallas Baldy, a ten and a half point road favorite. Like, what? What, what do you make of Carolina? Reich's decision to take the play calling back after just two games with Thomas Brown. How do you see this game playing out? Well, it's a dreadful offense. Whoever's calling the plays, the quarterback. Um, I don't think it's going to change his performance and how he sees the field and what they do. I mean, me and you could call the plays, Nick. I don't think it's going to make any difference. I don't think Frank being the play caller is. He's doing that for exactly what you stated, Nick. You're spot on with it. But did Dallas take these teams like Carolina? And literally, I mean, they used it. Like I said it last week. All the guys are going to get their numbers. And they did last week. Dak got his numbers. CD got his numbers. You know, like Brandon Cooks got his numbers. Like, they're going to use this game to get their numbers. Uh, you know, Michael Parsons didn't get a sack last week. He was basically invisible. He's ticked off about it. Like, they're going to get after Bryce Young in a way where if he, if he struggled against some of the other defenses that he's seen, he hasn't seen a defense this fast. And so it, it's going to be hard. I, I mean, I, I think the Cowboys, like they did last week, this is a blowout for the Cowboys. 
Well, obviously, you know how the NFL season works. We get to like week 10, week 11, kind of where we are right now. And there's always a team in the playoffs where like at the start of the year, if I told you like this team is in the playoffs, you'd be like, I I mean, I guess like any team could make it. But like, really? I mean, the surprise team of this year is definitely the Houston Texans. Not just that they'd be in the playoffs if they started, but that just the way that they've done it. And CJ Stroud maybe having like one of the great rookie seasons, as Nick said on the show a bunch, one of the great rookie seasons any quarterbacks ever had. And they get a really interesting game on Sunday. So they've kind of been going after the good teams. They've been an underdog in a bunch of the games they played. Now they're in a game they're supposed to win and kind of supposed to win going away. Baldy, they host Kyler Murray in the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday. The Texans at home, a five-point home favorite, haven't been favored in a lot of games this year, kind of an interesting setup. Kyler obviously returned last week. Really interesting game, Stroud and Kyler. Texans favored by five. Do you think they can they can win by margin in this game? I think it's going to be a really good game. I mean, Kyler was really good last week. He had one mistake in the middle of the field to his tight end um, where he, he, there was just a, a misread between the tight end and Kyler. But otherwise, you couldn't tell that he's missed any time. There was no rust on him at all. He's going to be difficult to defend. And I like Arizona the way they're playing defensively. Like, they just have a bunch of guys that nobody knows who they are, but they play hard in every game. But, look, C.J. Stroud has been amazing. And they ran the ball really well for the first time last week with Devin Singletary uh, as the lead back. And the offensive line played great. And so even though they were missing the number one wide receiver, Nico Collins, it didn't make a difference. You know, so, I, I, I mean, I like, I like Houston in this game, but, I, I, you know, the five-point thing, like, I, I think you're going to get a great game from Kyler and this Arizona team. They looked charged last week. I know it took to the final drive to win the game. But, you know, I li- I, I, I've always liked the way Arizona's played this year. They – they were never tanking. They were always playing hard. They got a bunch of young kids over there that play the game the right way. I think it's going to be a good game and a close game. I, I, I'm going to bet Arizona, so I absolutely love it. Baldy, let's do the game that you'll be calling on national radio this weekend in the Bay Area with the Niners and the Bucks. San Francisco off the schneid, uh, slamming the Jaguars last weekend. Uh Tampa looking good against Tennessee, but a step up in class for the Buccaneers here. That hasn't gone well for them this year. The Niners, 11.5-point home favorites. Baldy, is this a route for San Francisco? Yeah, just like it was last year in Brock Purdy's first start against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. The Bucs still can't run the ball at all. And so if you said, okay, Baker, like drop back against this front with Chase and Nick and, you know, Javon, like drop back against this front and throw the ball against Fred and – you know, Hafanga and all these guys back there. It's like, I know there's Mike Evans out there, and I know there's Chris Godwin, and they get the majority of the targets and the touches, and they're capable of getting beyond you. But I don't see the group up front. I think they're really poor at center in Tampa. I think they're really poor at right guard in Tampa. And I think those weaknesses will be exploited by the 49ers. And while Tampa will blitz you, and they've got some young players like Kalijah Kansi and some guys – I still see incredible breakdowns in the secondary of this team. They, they blitz a lot. They don't really – sometimes the right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing. And if you play like that against San Francisco, they're going to exploit you. 
Baldy, definitely a couple more games. We want to talk about. Definitely want to ask you about Monday night with the Chiefs and the Eagles. Before we do that, and, and you know, I know Nick was asking about Frank Reich taking the play calling duties back over for Carolina. N- another team made an offensive coordinator move earlier this week. Denver beat the Bills on Monday Night Football, and then uh, Sean McDermott fired offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey. Curious if you think like that makes a big difference in what you've seen from the Bills offense so far. The Bills host the Jets on Sunday, and they are a full touchdown favorite in the game. So despite kind of being you know on this losing streak, not playing very well for a couple months, Bills still expected to like really put away Zach Wilson and the Jets on Sunday. Do you agree with that? What do you make of the coordinator change for Buffalo here in about a minute? Well, Ken, the irony of what you just said is you said they're a touchdown favorite. You know, that's what the Jets can't do. They have no idea what a touchdown is. Like, you know, it's, it's like they, no matter what they, they get the ball to two yard line, they can't score a touchdown. All right. You know, so while Buffalo has their problems, the Jets have their issues. Now the Jets, instead of just, you know, firing a coach, which they easily could have done, and making them the scapegoat like they did in Buffalo. That's all they did. Because um, Joe Brady's not a step up from what they've had. Because they ran the ball better than they run it all year last month. Is that the offensive coordinator? You know. But the Jets, instead of firing a coach, they just had a team meeting. And the players just said, if we're going to turn the season around, I don't care who's calling plays, who's the coach. It's up to us. I, I, I know the Jets are going to play hard defensively. I just don't believe in their offense at all. Um, especially against Buffalo's defense. And maybe they take the ball away four times like they did the opening Monday night game of the of season to get a punt return for a touchdown. Maybe that happens to the Jets. But more than likely, Buffalo covers here um, because the Jets offensively are just a mess. That very interesting take there from Baldy. Rob Bazola kind of said the same thing. And, uh, yeah, Ken and I will talk about it more over the course, course of the week. Baldy, let, let's close with this. We have about 30 seconds here for your take on Monday Night Football. Kansas City, like, in between a two-and-a-half and a, a three-point home favorite Super Bowl rematch at Arrowhead on Monday night against the Eagles. The total's been bet down. The low total with Mahomes and Hurts, but, I mean, that's how the NFL's been this year. 45-and-a-half is the total. So, Baldy, like, this is going to be a high-scoring game like it was in the Super Bowl. It's basically, like, pick the winner of the game is basically the market if it's going to be below three. Who do you think wins on Monday night? High or low scoring game? 30 seconds, please, for the answer. Well, I talked to Andy Reid yesterday, and I said, you know, Andy, for the first time since I've known you, 1999, I'm talking more about your defense than anything you're doing on offense. And that's, that's the case. they got an elite defense. And I think they're going to give the Eagles a lot of problems. And then, conversely, um, the Eagles have been a mess in the secondary all year. If there's one team that um, they can exploit that mess. It's Patrick Mahomes and how he can buy time. But I like the Chiefs to cover this game. I like the Chiefs to win it. I know the Eagles want payback from the Super Bowl, but, you know, midseason win or loss doesn't do that for you. Um, but I like the Chiefs to continue the winning ways, uh, especially with the week off and getting fully healthy. Baldy, 10 seconds to go. Can the Giants keep it within 10 points on the road at the Commanders on Sunday? <laughs> uh Tommy DeVito, no, they can't. I, I like what Sam Howell's doing. Uh, no, sorry about that, Nick. Yeah. No, it's, uh, listen, I, I want to lose as a Giants fan. Give me Caleb Williams or Drake May, and I'll be very happy. Uh, Baldy is the absolute best. In addition to being a fantastic analyst, also a great dude, on Twitter at Baldy NFL. Check out the best football show wherever you find your podcast. Also check out In the Huddle uh, and follow him on Twitter at Baldy NFL. My friend, we sincerely appreciate it. Wishing you safe travels to the Bay Area. Have a great call of the Niners and Bucks. I'll talk to you tomorrow morning for our taping, and we'll talk to you next week here on You Better, You Bet. I hope at least with Thanksgiving coming up. Ken. Have a great weekend, guys. All right. All right bye. It's <laughs> probably like I'm not talking to these bozos before Thanksgiving. Uh, hope, to, hope to talk to you next week. And, uh, 
It was a pleasure, guys. <laughs> so see ya. I'll see ya. See ya, <laughs> see ya later. <laughs>